hopefully it all turns out fine. Beautiful. <laughs> all right, get all nice and set up here. Here we go. Hey, hey, folks. Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. A little new look going. We're back in person with this very special guest. We're going to get to him in a minute, but real quick, we're back in person. This isn't going to be the permanent new setup. We're just doing a little change of pace, breaking out the new microphones. What do you think? Brand, this is the first time microphones ever been used. Alex Larson, our guest, founder of Gifted. We're going to be talking to him, but we're going to get to that. What we want to know is, how are the new mics? Do you like it? I'm liking the new mics. I'm Did, liking the feel. Uh, yeah? It's, it's, uh, I can't complain. Feel good in the hand? Yeah, it's a, it's a light mic. I don't have to, to worry about too much. Yeah. Uh, new mic strength. smell? Does it taste? It does have, no, I'm kidding. It does have the new mic smell. <laughs> new mic smell. So we're breaking those out. So like I said, Alex Larson, founder of Gifted. We're going to get into to what that is. I'm just so excited to be... I haven't done one of these in person. I kind of felt or forgot what it feels like to, to just kind of like, you know, bounce back and forth. Because when I'm interviewing someone, you know, it's more of an interview. We're over Zoom. It's a little weird. Sometimes it's the first time that I've seen them in a long time or the first time that I met them. And it just fe- it's fun and it's good. But now that I'm doing this, I'm like, man, I wish I could do everyone like this. And it's been 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be the first back in person. Yes. And, uh, yeah. You are the first. So not only first, Mike, first back in person, but you were the first in-person interview to be on video. This is big. This is huge. It's a big day. Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm happy okay. to be here. So we got all that out of the way. Let's get to the serious stuff here. Let's do it. So Alex, like I mentioned 50 times now, founder of Gifted. And a little background, we're good buddies, fraternity bros. We threw it down, had a great time. Um, but what exactly is Gifted? Just kind of go into, you know, what was your inspiration for, for starting it? You know, who's all involved? And why is it so relevant? Because the little bit I do know about it is it's very sort of, you know, I think about it, if you were watching like a comedy show, you know, you think about like South Park and SNL, all of their skits and stuff are kind of surrounded about what's going on right now. And I feel like what I see as gifted from the outside, it's really important right now from what we've seen in terms of collegiate athletes, amateur athletes being able to benefit off their own image and likeness. So kind of cover all of that inform me inform everyone cool yeah no happy to so gifted came to fruition back in the midst of the pandemic okay um, ultimately what kind of i saw going down was a massive switch as you touched on with the amateur rules for student athletes for the first time ever being able to get compensated for because this amateur. is the first time i feel like it's really gained serious momentum there's been talks there's you know throw it back like you know five six years ago northwestern football you know they were kind of threatening like we want to unionize because we feel like we could be considered as employees but i mean did you see it did you feel it like there's some real momentum i think something's actually going to happen here yeah so really i mean the tip of the iceberg was california passing a law saying yeah 2023 it's a green light regardless of what you know the ncaa says or anyone else says this is happening in our state and you know that really hit me when i recognized that thousands, hundreds of thousands of athletes were not going to be getting properly represented. You know, you look at the CAA, you look at these top firms, you know, they're only looking for the top 2%. And unfortunately, there's about 450,000 other athletes that need that equal representation and need the, the same level of playing field when it comes to brand endorsements or brand deals. And really, the, like the goal, um, you know, from, from day one was 
can we provide individuals um, you know, software uh, that replicates the same benefits that an agency provides or a brand manager provides? And um, that's when I actually decided uh, and just went on a hike with one of my roommates and now co-founder, Michael Matus. Uh, shout out ASU football legend. Exactly, yeah, D end. Big and, season uh, coming. Huge season. Shout out all the boys, Kyle, Connor, all the, all the homies. Uh, is Kyle gonna be? Is he? Is he gonna be captain again? Is oh, he yes, running it back? Yeah. Two so time two, two, two time captain, baby. Exactly. Let's go. Exactly. Shout out. Kyle. Come on to the show. But me and him went over out uh, up north in Scottsdale and actually hiked Tom's thumb. And I kind of just shot it, shot it to him straight, and said, "Listen, I'm I'm thinking about this idea." What are your thoughts about it? And the kid's eyes lit up, and we kind of sunk our teeth into it. And ever since that, we just just worked on it and, and figured out, you know, is it possible to take features like contract drafting and task management? Can you put that all into, you know, your phone and almost build an agent in, in your pocket? And, you know, we recognize that it is possible. And the biggest boundaries we had to get over was, you know, contracts are lengthy. They don't make sense sometimes. There's a lot of jargon in there. You know, one of our biggest goals was can we create it in a way that, anybody could read, anybody can understand. And that was the first hurdle. And once we were able to get over that hurdle and really take, you know, the input of what maybe a local company like LPs down here. Oh, shout out LPs. Exactly. Sponsor the show for the shout love of God. LPs. Sponsor LP. athletes too. Yeah. And they got an Illuminati. I don't know if you've noticed the Illuminati quick sidebar. Illuminati triangle LPs has going on oh, there yeah. here at the rise. They have their original location there. Of course. And then the mini mart, wherever it's at, behind me. Exactly. And right it here. almost forms a perfect triangle. And oh, yeah. if anyone was taking over Tempe, I, I, I'm very confident in saying I'm very okay with it being LPs. LPs definitely has its hand <laughs> in ASU politics. It, 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 does. It, it definitely does. It calls the shots. Exactly. Okay, back to what you were saying. No, so, yeah, ultimately, like, how can we take, you know, a brand like LPs who may not understand contracts in the sense of working with talent, and ultimately what we'll get into, the, like, the influencer side of things, um, how can we make that experience easy for them as well? So ultimately what Gifted is now is an agent that represents both sides and really helps individuals streamline that process of working with athletes, influencers, and really anybody in the entertainment industry that you know wants to get in and, and is doing brand collaborations and is doing deals, but doesn't necessarily have a whole human being working on managing their emails or managing their DMs, right? right. Uh, how can you centralize that so that you're not getting those weird requests, whether it's, you know, hey, can you send me this and I'll send you this and they don't they can't recognize if it's a real brand or a real proposal or not uh, you know we kind of lift that off their back and say hey this is the real deal and the companies that are on gifted are the real are honestly like just a real deal yeah and the way that I see it and, and can kind of think about some things I go back and think about past athletes who would have been who you know would have benefited so greatly off of this and you talked about earlier alluding to like the top two percent this really is could be for for anyone because you know obviously you know those top two percent top one percent less than one percent whatever is are going to go on and be big time in the nfl nba professional sports whatever it is but i throw it all the way back to a guy like mark titus who played basketball at ohio state who became you know was thrown on the team as like a 15th man because he was originally the basketball manager and he was such a horrible manager but was a really good basketball player they're like, we're just going to put you on the team because you're such a horrible manager. And he started this blog and this kind of like whole persona. And this was back before any of this stuff was big. I don't know when he graduated from Ohio State. Maybe like, you know, he was there even 
Uh, was he part of one of those national championship teams that played Florida? So we're talking like 07, 08, 09, 10, kind of that range. So super early on before right. the whole like, you know, Barstool blogosphere universe became almost like mainstream media, right? right? Way before that was even a thought. So he created this blog called Club Trillion. And, tri- and that came from because his box score would always be a bunch of zeros and the amount of zeros would be, you know, equivalent to a trillion. Right. And you just think about someone like that who never gets in or even uh, I think that I don't know where he was at, either South Florida or Central Florida. He was a kicker or a punter, but had a really cool like trick shot and just like lifestyle uh, YouTube channel. And this was just a few years ago. And they were like, hey, man, you got to take this down because he was monetizing it, which is, you know, it's so weird that it's uh, an NCAA rule, but clearly not against the law. Right. right? And any other college kid, as long as they're not playing a sport can do that access right and you know he's putting together this awesome stuff and it's not like he's an nfl kicker or punter it's not like mark titus was anywhere close to the nba but it's someone still in college that can benefit when they're big and then set themselves up afterwards and mark titus has done really well and i think that you know kicker and punter still going along but you know you you know people like that would have benefited from something like gifted and just benefited with the with the better rules with everything and all the way up through the guys like Johnny Menzel and Cam Newton and Tim Tebow. I mean, imagine what those guys would oh, have been yeah. able to do. Now, Johnny Menzel talked about some stuff he did after he won his Heisman. I mean, but just think about if it, if it was legal and able to be above board and just more resources. I mean, that's crazy when you think about it. But what I, my bigger point is here, I just love how it can really take care of and be a would have been a great resource and opportunity for the top 0.001% all the way down to the Mark Tituses who, you know, only get in on senior night because the student section's going crazy and you're blown out Northwestern by 50 points. 100%. I think the, you know, going back, the original really stemmed idea, I'm, I'm from Logan, Utah, up at, you know, home of Utah State University, shout out Ryland Jones. Uh, you know, back in the day, we had an individual named J.C. Carroll. J.C. Carroll ended up being one of the top players to play overseas. And while maybe most people don't know who J.C. Carroll is, in Logan, Utah, he was the talk of the town. Yeah. And ultimately, that's where we thought, okay, Gifted has the ability to impact smaller towns, smaller college towns where, you know, the local brands, the local areas around town want to be working. Especially when they have nothing else. Like, like is a guy at Utah going to stand out as much when you have the jazz in Salt Lake and everything else around Salt Lake? But in Logan, Utah, exactly. That's that could be huge. Exactly, he would he he'd be the face of everything. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I think it comes back to I believe Mark Mark Titus, like yeah. same same similar situation. You know, it doesn't have to be the number one player. It can really be these guys that are impacting their communities. And yeah, ultimately, that's what we believe a gifted individual is is uh, someone who is impacting. You know, on the court, off the court, on the field, off the field. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think back to you know you think about it um, almost you know if they're able to benefit off their own likeness. I always thought it would be funny, but also really smart. You know, like a Trevor Lawrence or some of those big guys wouldn't do it because, you know, they're going to the NFL. They don't need to do it. But benefit while you're in college. That's, you know, I know, uh, you know, guys in the NBA like Richard Jefferson, for, for instance, you know, they, they always he'd always talk about I started doing media stuff because I knew I wanted to do it. But I knew I had to start doing it while I was still in the league because I will never be bigger than I am 
right now as an NBA player, right. even if I go on to have a great media career. And he's been terrific, but he's definitely not as big as when he was playing with LeBron and the Cavs mm-hmm. or throw it back to his early Nets days, right? Yep. And, you know, so a kid is in college, he was like, all right, I'm not going to go to the NFL. Maybe I'll get a cool tryout and I'll, you know, stick around for, uh, you know, make it through one of the rounds of cuts. But other than that, I'm done. But you think about those guys, again, those marginal guys, those middle of the road guys, they're like, well, you know, I still get all the sick gear. I, I can still shoot cool stuff in and around the facility. And you create something like a Patreon or a, an OnlyFans, not in a weird way, right. but in a way where you set up some sort of small paywall and you got kids in high school and junior high and I'm just going to post my workouts or right. I'm going to post this and then I can also do a YouTube channel. And it just comes back again to being able to service those guys because, you know, it's just like, Man, they could really have something here, and it, it, I just feel like it, it would be—it would just suck. And you're just ripping so much opportunity away from not being able to 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 benefit off something that they were born with. Literally, their name and who they are. It's just—it's just uh, you know unbelievable. You know all the scandals. You know people taking money. You know Tiger Woods is going to be ineligible because Jack Nicholas or whoever took him out to dinner, and they had to you know prove that he had to pay the 40 bucks for the steak oh, yeah. or whatever, or, you know, uh, what's, what's an, Oh, like the Ohio state football players trading. Now it's a little bit messed up. I don't know why you would want to trade some like sugar bowl memorabilia for tattoos, but in the real world, if you got, if we, ha- you know, if you're a tattoo guy and I'm an Ohio state football player yeah. and you love Ohio state and I'd be like, Hey, I'll give you, uh, some of the, the swag that I got, Yep. From the Sugar Bowl, I'll give you a backpack with the Sugar Bowl emblem and our stuff on it. Yep. And you want to accept that deal? We're just, we're just, we're just bargaining. Exactly. And, and in the real world, that is a completely clean deal. 100%. You're good with it. Yep. I'm good with it. Let's do it. But in the NCAA, you, and then that is a sugar coat effect to where, you know, like, like Trell Pryor was involved in that. He runs away to the NFL, and they still suspended him like five games, so he can't escape this thing that is not even close to breaking the law. And meanwhile, you got other people doing much, much worse things, oh, yeah. and there's a less of a, of a discipline system set up. Like, literally, we're talking like domestic abuse, like horrible, horrible right. things, and guys missing less games than trading Sugar Bowl rings for tattoos or, right. you know, just, you know, maybe not that exactly but things along those lines and it's it's horrible so I, you know it's crazy to see the, the the shift that we have oh yeah and i think it honestly i mean like you said it comes back to the money aspect i mean yeah now the ncaa you think about a time like march madness i mean yeah it's gonna be incredible i it's, mean the, it, the contract it's four weeks of bas- three and a half weeks of basketball yep. and the contract is over it's like six billion dollars yep Absolute cash Are you count. kidding me? And the athlete previously to this year didn't get a dime of that. So this is going to be one of the most incredible March Madnesses of all time. You're going to see, I mean, I don't see why Snickers isn't going to come out and do a deal. Oh, and yeah. There's going to be tons of uh, tons of brands that are looking to actually work with the talent now, right? And I yeah. think ultimately, you know, going back to your point of, like, you know, monetizing your media or monetizing these opportunities, you know, gifted where we come in is like, we want to be that, that central location for your events. If you have one, right. Yeah. Your Instagram, your Twitter, wherever it might be. Cause what we recognize when we were doing research is that unfortunately student athletes don't go after LinkedIn's because they're focused so much on their sport and majority of them do want to play at the next level. Right. Yeah. But to your point with only about, again, 2% of athletes really moving on to that professional level, you know, when it comes down to year four, year five, if you take that extra year and you're looking at now a resume and you're saying, okay, 
I didn't have the opportunities to do a, an internship. I didn't yeah. have the traditional opportunities to work with, um, you know, a brand per se, right? Because yeah, like those division one, I mean, are they even allowed to have jobs? They are, but I mean, at that point, you're balancing an, an incredibly, you know, tedious and yeah. impact work week, right? So now with the ability to have this this name, image, and likeness, and building, being able to build a portfolio of working with with these brands, you're able to say, hey, I may not have the traditional work experience, but I've done, you know, thirty influencer marketing deals. I've done. X, Y, and Z, and now a brand can at least gauge you and say, okay, they know marketing, they know communication skills, they have all these things that now they're they're able to make a better hire. Yeah. Uh, so ultimately, I think it's just better overall yeah. for, for athletes. Now, do you ever see with Gifted, I could see too, again, we're not talking about the top 1%, because you you know usually, you know no matter what they do, their, their, their skill and whatever is going to speak for itself. Trevor right. Lawrence, whether he wants to do it or not, there's going to be people lining up in Jacksonville, nationally, everywhere. He's the number one pick to do any sort of sponsorships. Yep. But do you see gifted being able to have resources or not only, you know, keeping the, you know, keeping every, you know, pr- protecting, you know, the athlete and making sure they're not getting taken advantage of. This is a brand new world, making sure everything's good and it's their home to kind of facilitate all that stuff. But also I could see, you know, people getting into this, uh, you know, at a younger age, you know, freshman, sophomore, and, you know, you know, when people redshirt, you know, they get that extra year on campus. Will there be, you know, educational, opportunities because I could see someone being like I don't really know what to do you know I I love sports I play sports but I'm not going to go to the next level from seeing all this stuff could it almost act as an internship to where they could see you know I get a little experience this on the athlete side but now I really like you know I'm not going to go to the next level but I could see myself on the other side now all of a sudden you got a guy who wants to be a sports agent or some sort of talent representation or do something like gifted work for a company like that yep and, you know, athlete handling, facilitation, whatever you would call it, because now they're like, oh, well, I was a part of this and I learned all those things. And I feel like that'd be something really impressive to be. I mean, it's almost there's your there's your internship. And, and again, with the schedule so crazy, it, it kind of blends in with the other stuff that you're doing. Exactly. So I feel like that would just be, um, you know, a, a huge for for people again, you know, because a lot of this um, is going to be focused, I feel like, because. The numbers don't lie. Most people aren't going to be that top one percent. Right. So it's really going to be focused on a lot more of you know of them. And you know those top one percent guys will just have more resources than right. than the other people have. Yeah. And I think ultimately to, to answer your question, you know, yes, gifted is packed full of educational pieces, right? So talking about the platform, which will be on the App Store next week, uh, it'll awesome. be August second. So will you just be able to type in gifted? Good to go. Get get gifted on the App Store. Sweet. Um, and then if you need an access code, DM get you gifted at uh, on on Instagram, and Beautiful. we can get you an access code. Do there. it. But um, ultimately, what we what we saw was individuals across the board, whether they're influencers or athletes. In this case. Uh, you know, they have a really tough time bridging the gap between, let's say, top top tier f- stardom, mm-hmm. right? Ultimately, what we see is an individual starts their process in the content creating space, and they're overlooked by brands and agents because they're not influenceable yet. Right. Soon they start to build their, their audience, they build their credibility. Now they are observed by brands, right? And so now it, they come to their first hurdle. And that hurdle is, how do I identify what my worth is? How do I identify... Is this a real brand? How do I do a contract? How do I keep you know my my tasks in managed in like in management? Um, and ultimately, that's the first problem they deal with, right? And and gifted aims to solve those problems by centralizing everything, providing them communication, 
showing them tools how they can figure out their worth, increase their engagement, do these other these other obstacles. But what's really exciting and what honestly excites me the most is the next hurdle. And that's when an individual decides that they're gonna you know sink their teeth in full and they're gonna go for it. And they're gonna become what we now know as these you know, uh, LeBron James or Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yeah. But even that gap is is even more daunting because when they now become considered, you know, manageable by brand managers and agents, it's almost like another loop in the system, right? right. They don't know how to recognize a good brand manager or a good agent. You know, they are they're getting their inbox flooded. They don't have, you know, almost a Yelp for this for this feature. Yeah. And that's where Gifted comes in again by providing in a place where they can say okay, you know, from Gifted's end, we'll match you with the person best for you because we know you like working with brands like Bass Pro Shop and Cabela's. So let's get you in touch with a, you know, brand manager or a talent agency that has experience working with those brands yeah. and ultimately be kind of the handholder so that when they are ready to take that next step, we can say, hey, these are the right people for you to work with and you're going to be best represented by, you know, this this yeah. group or, or this uh, individual. Little, it's like rate my professor. You're picking exactly. your classes. You know, you want to figure out this, this, that. You exactly. Look, and even though, you know, one rating may be better, but again, you go back to, okay, this ha person has more experience and sort of what my brand is because now I, I can kind of figure that out before I get to the next level, exactly. right? Or yep. by the time I graduate and you're like, Hey, you know, this one guy, you know, like Rich Paul, more flashy, you know, b bigger guys, but I'm exactly. a left tackle that played at Georgia. Yep. I kind of want the the guy who's like from Louisiana and works with the Bass Pro Shops exactly. and Cabela's and things like 100%. that. 100%. And, and ultimately, you know, what we see is in, in why we actually stepped into the influencer space as well is because to your point, athletes um, in the eyes of the NCAA, if opportunities are eligible for anybody, then they can go for it. Right. Yeah. But. Um, previously when we were trying to work with strictly athletes, they were like, Hey, you can't do this. You can't do that because you know, it's only for athletes. But now when we introduce the influencer aspect of it, it's a, it's a level playing field, right? So yeah. now a anyone can work with anybody. Um, wow. That's incredible. And that's something I didn't know. Yeah. So ultimately the, the really cool part is when we brought on influencers, we recognized, and I think the influencer aspect of it is, is incredibly remarkable also because they've been constantly dealing with the same issue over and over again, and no one has attacked that side of it. No, Everyone's been, let's go to the brands, let's give them a CRM tool that allows us to shoot off a million DMs to everyone that considers himself an influencer. But no one was on the opposite side and said, how can we help these influencers who are you know, day-to-day -day digging through their emails, yeah. right? We're seeing now girls and guys dropping their email right in their bio yeah. uh, for, for a deal collaboration, and... Unfortunately, Gmail wasn't created for deals, right? Gmail yeah. was created for communication from one-to-one. -one. But now you're getting into a 50-chain email page saying, yep. hey, can you post at this time? No, I can't. Can you do this, that, the other? Now you're up to uh, 100 emails yeah. for one individual. On both, end, or on both sides of the market, it's incredibly inefficient. Um, and then when you get into the DM matter, I mean, that's even more inefficient, right? You yeah. have... You know your friends' group chat sending yeah. memes, and especially then if you're a smoke show. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> exactly. look at look at I, these exactly. screenshots of like text with guys. You're exactly. like 400 unread text messages. I can't imagine what your fucking emails exactly. look like. Exactly. Every private shout story, out Libby. <laughs> every every <laughs> private story that I am a part of, it seems to be just a girl posting another bizarre screenshot saying. Yeah. Hey, what is uh, you know your your hair product? I would love yeah. to use your hair product. And right. It's from a sixty year old man. Right. There's no there's no you know level right. Instagram's right. built in the feature to do requests yeah. right, but now 
as a brand, if you're reaching out, let's say you're a smaller brand and you reach out through that, you're going to be in the same area that those feed pick requests are from in the whole nine, right? So how can you create a tool? This was, this was our question. How can you create a tool that, um, you know, cuts that out and so that when that little brand wants to actually get in touch with that individual, they're not being seen next to, you know, the weird DMs and the weird requests. Because I imagine, especially with girls, because of what happens, I'm sure way more with them, they get all that creepy stuff and they're like, yeah, you're in my request. But like, I'm sure a lot of them will just delete their mass, delete the request. So they just don't go through them because they're legit so creeped out. And I know it sounds like, oh, you know what? Oh, you get a creepy DM, like, you know, whatever. But no, that's like super weird. The biggest issue, I mean, from just and, and you get and it, to, 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 to you know what I was trying to get out of there is, is it gets lost, and that's why, like what you said, you know, w- when it's coming through your system through mm-hmm. that app, yep. it's like okay, now that you know, it, it's just a way almost to not only does it feel better, safer, kind of filters that stuff out, but it's just it's yeah, it's just more reputable. It's just a b- much better way to organize it. Exactly, I think the biggest thing because we recognized there was going to be a hurdle, right? individuals, brands, wherever it might be, when they're looking to work with somebody, they're, they're, they are coming to your social media platform. Yeah. So what we ended up doing was created a link in bio tool that actually allows you to you know, attach it there and messages are able to actually be sent through this tool. You know, you see a lot of link in bio tools out there that say, hey, here's my links, right? And then that's the extent of it. We right. went a step further and we said, let's include communication in this, right? Let's actually allow individuals to communicate through that link in bio, which may put, like, pose the question, well, what's going to stop an individual from actually going into that now and sending a message through that mean? The beautiful part is on Gifted Zen, we're actually scraping that message so that when you say, hey, can I buy a picture of X, Y, or Z, we're, we're not letting that even get to you. So that's not even going to end up in your gifted profile. What is going to end up in your gifted profile is, hey, we're a small brand. We want to collaborate with you. Yeah. Here's our credentials. Here's this and that and the other. Now you have the power, which influencers and athletes have been stripped of for years. You actually have the power to manage your own deals and manage that deal flow. And, uh, yeah. That's awesome. So I want, I want to ask this. So how do you – now, obviously, we kind of reference the people, you know, at, at the top, you know, because it's easy. We know those guys, right? right? Michael, Connor, Kyle, those guys. But how do you get – now, I thought I saw something on LinkedIn, too, a while ago. Did you guys have some sort of – you know, kind of like Zoom symposium and you had some pretty big people speaking or being featured. I thought I saw something like that. Right. So what we're doing right now is we're working with what we call our gifted athletes. Okay. Um, so previously, you know, I was with Red Bull for about right. two and a half years and, and saw remarkable things, what they did with their student brand manager. position. Yeah. And I saw that ultimately the goal was, you know, how do you get boots on the ground? How do you really... Because that was going to be my question. Like, how do you get on the... the um the, the, the radar of some of these bigger people and also expand yeah. out further from just kind of the people that you know here? 100%. Ultimately, it's that we, you know, I don't want to be talking to the athletes. I don't want yeah. the gifted company to be talking to the athletes. I want your friend who represents gifted to be talking to these right. individuals, right? Like, y- you feel better when your friend comes up to you and says, hey, I'm on here. Yeah. I think you should be on here too, right? In the case of athletes, you know, we've worked with individuals on the women's lacrosse team, Maddie Hunter here at Arizona State, and she's been able to connect us with tons of of different athletes in the lacrosse space. And then we have Grant House, who's a swimmer here, and same thing, you know, across where uh, Kayla Garcia at Texas A&M, softball player, been able to connect us with her teammates. Because ultimately, the the best part about inviting your friends into this community is that the more athletes, the more influencers, the more brands that are going to come and work with you. So really the case was we didn't want to be seen as another corporate brand that wants to be you know, in your pocket, you know, we're completely free for influencers and athletes. We don't take a dime. We work yeah. with the businesses and their budgets because they have it. 
Um, and anyone who wants to get started in the content creating space or wants to do brand deals, we thought, hey, let's let them get the leg up so that one day when you know they're looking back and they make the league or they go on to shoot a movie, they can say, hey, these guys were here from the beginning yeah. and they, they, they helped us get to where we are today. And that, that means everything to us, right? We don't want to, you know, be another tax and burden on right. the athlete. They've already yeah. had that for years, right? Yeah. 40 plus years. Um, ultimately, how can we be kind of their best friend was, was the question. And I think that goes miles beyond, right? That That's the same thing in the case of Red Bull when, you know, an individual, uh, you know, representing on campus understands the landscape. They understand where Red Bull's consumed. They understand where these things are, things are happening. And Gifted's going to take the same approach, and we're going to really be, you know, the voice of, of the athlete and, and the voice of the gifted individuals. Yeah. So, so ultimately, um, as, as this goes on and snowball effect, you, you know, you get in with one person on the team and they talk to everyone else. You know, you guys don't take a dime, all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, how will you guys, you know, start to – now, I know it can take a while to build that up, but at the end of the day, you know, how are you able to monetize this? What's kind of the path – to get there to be able to monetize. Right, so there, there's a couple different options. I think Gifted ultimately will be the hub for the entertainment industry mm -hmm. because there's really two paths, and we've touched on them, right? You either go professional or you go, you know, that, that, that full-blown route, or you need to go and enter the workforce, right? So ultimately, I see there's a, you know, a myriad of different ways that monetization can happen. I see the ability for content creators who want their content to be seen by influencers and athletes to come in, they're able to provide educational pieces and, and we can take a share of just, you know, ad time, right? Yeah. And ultimately, an, another like avenue, right, is once an individual does reach that level where they do need a traditional brand manager agent, taking that finder's fee and really working with the agent and saying, hey, here's a great piece of talent that you're able to work with and, um, you know, vice versa, work with their budget because they have it, but never will we ever take money from uh, our, our talent. You from, know? from the athletes. Yeah, never, never. Talent, yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I just think... Ultimately, why not help them out? Because at, they're always, you know, poked at. They're always, you yeah. Know, there's always some type of burden associated with it, right? And it, it it doesn't need to be like that any longer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I just imagine with how busy their schedule is, and it's practice, and it's, you know, sometimes you just want to, you know, relax, and it's, you know, this. Can you do this for me? And this and that. It's, it's a lot to deal with. So you're just, it seems, it just seems like your guys' goal is to, uh, is to, you know be their teammate, be, be alongside and just kind of make their lives on you know, sort of this business end into this new world, this new venture uh, a little bit easier. hundred percent. I think uh, kind of a motto we, we like to run with is, you know, for the many, not the few, and ultimately being the agent for all, right? I think the, the gap now to be represented by talent um, it's, it's an over, it, it, people always reference it as an overnight thing. You see the D'Amelio twins went through an absolute fiasco oh, when, yeah. they, when they signed with their agent and didn't realize that they were signing into, you know, this deal that's now going to cost them X dollars down the road. Yeah. And ultimately they didn't know that because they were growing at such a rapid rate. They didn't have a tool that taught them how to work with a brand efficiently, right? They didn't have a tool out there that said, here's what a brand proposal looks like. Here's how you can negotiate. Yeah. It was like, here you go. You're now on the Ellen Show and, and X, Y, and Z, and here's a top agent that's going to represent you, and they're signing the dotted line, and they're looking at the cost, and they're saying, okay, well, now what? And then they're looking back on it and saying, hey, maybe we could have managed this a little, yeah. a little better, right, if we had a tool out there that actually allowed us to. But as of now, and you know, hopefully we can get it out there, there, there wasn't anything really like it. So when you see something like this Alabama kid, when Nick Saban, this quarterback who hasn't played it down yet, and he's apparently already worth like a million dollars, like, yeah, 
gifted. That sounds like something that would be awesome. But like, how do you handle something like that where this kid is at the football school, right, in a football state and a football town, and he's worth almost a million dollars and he hasn't played one snap. I mean, just I don't you know. I'm going to say how you handle it. I don't know if there's. I really don't know what it would all go into. But just when you when you hear that and see that, and and you're looking through the the lens of of gifted and as this founder and, and creator and business person, um, you know, what, what, what just, what, what are your thoughts on that? I definitely knew. And I think the whole team knew, uh, you know, that, that was going to happen for uh, sure. Ultimately, I guess the biggest aspect of it was how is that individual keeping up with everything else? Right. Yeah. Now that he has that on his plate, you know, I'm assuming with, with numbers like that, you know, he probably has an agent. I'm, I'm assuming, um, can you so you can sign with agents now? And yeah, you 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 actually can, but it, it kind of creates like another whole loop of, yeah. of like reporting and a bunch of other issues. And, yeah, and I think the biggest problem in what we saw with allowing agents was that you have like your uncle who you haven't spoken to in like six years come out of the blue and say, yeah. "Hey, Johnny, I represented you know uh, Charles Schwab back in the day, you know." let me represent you now. Yeah. And at that point, you know, you, there's just that uncomfortability of like, okay, he's my family. I haven't heard from him in a while, but he, he does, I guess, have experience. Yeah. So let's, let's go for it. And then next thing you know, you know, uncle Johnny's taking money out the back door that you don't necessarily know yeah. about. So there's, there's a lot of problems that I see in that space or you have, you know, the, what, what I see and I, I believe is going to happen. You see, you know, the, the individual who just graduated, right, didn't end up getting picked up in the draft, but now he's seeing teammates that are freshmen and, or sophomores coming in yeah. and saying, hey, I played for that team, let me represent you, right? Let me, yeah. but unfortunately, they're just not, they're just not qualified, right? I, I believe that you should be able to level the playing ground and everyone should have access to the same amount of tools and, and, and skill sets, yep. and it shouldn't be like you show up to practice and you see your teammates getting represented by, you know, let's say a rich Paul like individual. And then you're getting represented by uncle Johnny. Yeah. It's, it's a little unfair and it's a little discouraging. Um, but you know, ultimately with kind of our software team, shout out, shout out Merte. Merte's a great individual. They've really busted their ass in figuring out a way to encompass an incredible amount of tools. You know, these guys are all recent graduates of, of Arizona state and, and they're, they're performing like, yeah, shout out, uh, Michael Crow, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> These guys are, are performing like senior level engineers, uh, and it's absolutely beautiful to see. Uh, just just to give back to these athletes and talents. Holy hell, I love it, Larson. You're you're just a bucket of information, man. I love this. I've learned so much. Thank you. Gifted, check out the move the mic. Get get the shirt in the shot. Gifted, and it's dropping on the App Store. August second. August 2nd. My brother's birthday. Who's also diabetic. Shout out type one. Hashtag always. <laughs> the agent for I love all. It pleasure man this is great Thank gifted you. get gifted app store right it's get yep. gifted get gifted yeah look green g exactly with right. the coin yeah don't okay yeah it's like uh, kind of a mix between groupon and bitcoin exactly. kind of the look exactly <laughs> i fucking love it no free drip thank you the man Never. himself larson all right appreciate it man thank you sweet right yeah that was so much fun i enjoyed it oh